The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com and find us on Twitter and Facebook. So, this week, instead of a regular episode, we're doing a bonus episode because we're halfway through, and so we asked for some questions on Twitter. I don't know if we got any. Uh, uh, Andrew, I'm sure you have some, some things you want to ask us, the players. I do. I made some group discussion questions to help analyze the themes of the podcast. Oh, I love themes. We have them? No. <laughs> oh That's amazing. Oh, well, actually, here's the first question. What is the theme of the podcast? <laughs> you know, that's one of life's greatest mysteries, Tanner. What are... Time. It's about time. Time and how it's a... a it's a flat a, circle. A, Y'all keep calling time flat circle. We gotta invent new shapes. I, I was gonna say it was, it was in, in a straight line because no, it's not. It's all happening simultaneously and not simultaneously. Time is a construct, and I am Bob the Builder. Okay, here's an actual question for everyone: What is the most surprising event that's happened in the campaign so far? Surprising event. Mm. The fact that you managed to convince us all to uh, get in drag. <laughs> I mean, that's different because it wasn't in real life. It was just the characters. And also, I, f- I feel like it'd be just as easy in real life. Uh, how spoilery can we get? Totally spoilery, because this is all cut up. That's why I, we haven't had any actual sessions in the past few months. I wanted ah. to be caught up with the actual events of the game. Okay, um, the episode where Logos got revealed as being evil, okay, the Logos part, I actually wasn't too surprised, we have been suspicious of them in the past, but it was- I I called it, day one. It was the, you not pulling your punches with how dangerous they are? Actually, Uh. yeah. Yeah, you know what's the most surprising thing is how ruthless you got there. <laughs> I didn't know you had it in you, Tanner. You stabbed your friend. <laughs> I didn't either. I was thinking, hmm, you know what? Maybe she doesn't need to get stabbed. No, no, Star, Star would stab. Yeah. Oh no! Now, I, I want to throw this question back at you. Actually, uh, what was the most surprising part of the campaign for you, the DM? Um, when you pulled out an Emmy acting, um, Emmy award-winning acting during the conversation with Indy with your parents. 
about your parents? That was totally on accident, by the way. I don't know <laughs> how I managed to do that. I guess, you know, the theater kid in me never really died. <laughs> how many times I put bullets in its head? I'm like, no, no way. I'm, not, I'm through with you. Listen, you can be a theater kid and not be a completely obnoxious. I managed it. I also managed it because I, I was improv, which was automatically cooler. So, oh, yeah, I know the most surprising thing for me is when we lost all of our Pokemon. I was oh, like, yeah, that, that was happened. a good one, too. As soon as that happened, it's like, oh, no, how would I actually react to this? With <laughs> blind anger. <laughs> I won't lie, I thought I was going to lose them, too. I, I was like, Tanner's not going to take my Pokemon. <laughs> Those are my, my children. <laughs> oh, the other surprising thing, which I really shouldn't have been surprised by, was when I put two very high-level uh, Matangs in front of you guys, and you completely wiped the floor with them because you had powerful <laughs> fire moves. <laughs> we. You mean your NPC. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> it was Holly. <laughs> that was Holly that did that. I played myself. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you know what? I don't think our my players can handle this. Uh, I'm just going to take care no, of it myself. That was not the train of thought. I was just like, all right, and uh, the hardcore is going to attack. And, oh, it's a pretty high attack. Oh, this puts a lot of damage. Oh, yeah, it's super effective, too. Okay, you win. <laughs> Wasn't it a crit, too? Yeah, it was a crit, too. It was a crit, <laughs> so I was like, okay, let, let me... That's like quad damage to them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were done for. I mean, he, the hardcore stayed around just in case, because I made a really high level, but I guess I just didn't put enough points in special defense. <laughs> Alright, I've got another discussion question for y'all. How have your characters changed from what you first envisioned when you created them? I think I, 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 the general idea is I want mine to be somebody who would aspire to to uh, raise Pokemon and take care of them. I just wasn't sure like just like how hard I'm going to crank that dial if I didn't know if I am going to go to 11 on that dial. And it was especially during the point where I lost the Pokemon, where it's like, yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely care about Pokemon 100%. <laughs> um, that and, you know, be willing to put up a, put up a physical fight for things. Because I always think, I thought my character was going to be, I'm going to let, let the Pokemon do the, uh, all the hard work. But if that if that fight didn't go it did go as it, it was planned in the cave there when we got cornered, I was totally prepared to fight. What was it? What was it an Ursaring? I think it was a Beware, right? Yeah. If if all else failed, I was ready to freaking wrestle that thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna channel Gabe's grandpa.
Yeah. I don't know how much Bill has. Mm. She definitely opened up a lot quicker and softened herself a lot more than I expected, I think. Yeah, you did that uh, rocket reveal fairly early on. Yeah. Like, I was picturing the rocket reveal was going to take a while, and she was still going to be fairly closed off. And then her ex showed up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. I'd say, like, I kind of envisioned Julian as kind of like, I didn't expect him to kind of end up being like, like, I kind of wanted to play him more as like a, uh, more of a lover, not a fighter. But uh, I didn't, I, I guess it was early on I that uh, just when we started doing some more Pogo Mouse, I realized I really like the system that we have. And I, I decided to lean into that ambitious side of him, that he is a very driven person. Yeah. And also, I think just, like, acquiring certain Pokemon helped kind of drive home some of those points. Uh, like, getting an Aerodactyl very early, early on, uh, and I thought it was... Like, I was about ready to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking run rough shot with this fucking Aerodactyl and roll right through everything, but I thought it would have been, it, it was when he flew away. <laughs> 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 that I was like, actually, you know, uh, he's gonna take those baby steps towards becoming a more well-rounded trainer. Because uh, like, like when you play the games, you're you're kind of master of the whole domain. You're already kind of the perfect Pokemon trainer at like ten. Uh we've been playing that game for what, twenty years? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I let I'm less playing him like how I would play the games and more uh he is a young but very ambitious trainer. Yeah, I. My original plan for in the event that you tried keeping Rocksteady with you the whole time was that it would be kind of like Charizard, but a lot more skittish, where it doesn't really know its strength, but it's not listening to you because who are you? You're just some guy with a ball. <laughs> but I, I do like the way it uh, ended up playing out. And now Rocksteady is a more permanent part on the team. Hooray, large bird. <laughs> it's like a lizard. Yeah, yeah, no, I was, I was in that same boat. I was thinking about keeping the claw out every time and always be out, and that was the that's what I wanted to start with. And then I realized, like, yeah, I know it doesn't always. It's this isn't the TV show. It it there's going to be scenarios where it's like, yeah, getting the ball. <laughs> that is actually kind of a neat thing that that uh, isn't really addressed in a lot of the shows or in a lot of the media is like your Pokemon's in a situation where like, you know, it could, it could get hurt. It could get mm-hmm. legitimately hurt. So you have this little ball that can keep it safe at least. So I think that that's like a neat aspect of the, the whole game itself of just wanting to like, Hey, there's some situations like, Hey, it's not good for you to be out right now. So return. So yeah, I think, I think just, I think just the fact that the game puts you in the shoes of a trainer 
Like not even, even in a fan fiction, you still have complete control over the story, but when you're not in complete control, there are stakes. And so you do have to think about your stuff a lot more. Even if I'm going easy on you guys, you guys have to consider your moves because <laughs> maybe you'll do something dumb. Haven't yet, <laughs> but. Um, and also, right, you brought the system. And I've been thinking that about reasons why I do and don't like the system, but I think I'm like you. I really like it. And I think the reason I like it the most is because it separates your stats from like your personality. Like if you look at something like D&D, if you have a really low wisdom or low intelligence, you want to play into that and that can be fun, but it does mean that like if you don't use intelligence for things often moves wise, then there's no incentive to increase it. Whereas the way things are spread out, it's a lot more across the board and you can you can act a lot more naturally. And you can have a personality that runs contradictory to your skills, which is a lot more interesting. And the other thing is just the fact that the actual battling stuff is completely separate from the normal things. So you could point a whole bunch of points into your attack stat, but everything else is completely focused on contests, for example. You don't have to sacrifice one for the other, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are issues I have with it, but it's just some of the more nitty-gritty, crunchy stuff and the number of <laughs> the amount of numbers that I have to put through my head every time I'm preparing stuff. And some of it is just us not realizing some of the limitations we should put on ourselves. Like, we've mentioned a few times before how, oh, we caught too many Pokémon. <laughs> the next question I have. Which Pokemon on your team would you like to see more of? And as you answer this, keep in mind that if you haven't seen them enough, it is your fault. This, this is very true. This is something I pointed out a couple times, even to myself. It's like, I need to get you in some games! Yeah. Pointing at yourself angrily in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I think I kind of started curbing that uh, the behavior because yeah, I wanted to see more Meteora, and I did just that just recently. So now it can be like that awkward zombie comic where as soon as evolved into a crowbat, immediately put in the PC. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I intend on using her uh, at least a little bit more. I know for yeah, sure. Oh yeah, I know the standout on here. Uh, that is Daisy. I want to get her in more i just this is actually something i point out with Lindsay, uh where a lot of these early uh certain gyms and stuff just are like oh man what one of my pokemon is just never gonna get used in some of these matches (laughs) uh and we haven't had many opportunities or uh we haven't come across any like wild trainers in the in the wild to uh fight uh so I get. I, I'm not. I'm I just. Uh, I just need to find ways of getting uh, Daisy into more uh, stuff because she's the first Pokemon that who evolved in the whole show. Yeah, and it's true. great to evolve again. So I wanna. I wanna get her in before she becomes a Torterra. 
And you know what? That is a good point, I guess, that it's not entirely your fault, because if I'm not incentivizing you to use certain Pokemon, that's what it comes down to, is providing your players with the right incentives so that, not to put them where you want them to go, but to allow them to use all the tools at their disposal. Mm-hmm. That, that's also something I, why I was super proud of uh, Claw in the uh, gym battle, is like Duncan taking that opportunity to, you know, really put his put his trust in his Pokemon, even though there's a disadvantage. And he didn't think I'd do. He almost got a KO. He almost cut, knocked out a Grottle, and I was so blown away by that. So, yeah, that, that goes in tie with my character. Like I said before, like, Gabe is really attached to Claw and will do anything to see him succeed. Ever since he saw him as a Pokemon, he he wanted the best for him. Yeah, I feel like I've been doing a bit of a disservice to Myra, and I need to get her out a bit more. And maybe in an upcoming episode, she'll get to she'll get to shine. And then there's also Calamity, mm. who <laughs> who has been treated basically as a piece of artillery. <laughs> 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 but she's okay with that. <laughs> I hope she is. One, I, I, sh- I, I think I do need to give a little bit more spotlight is Pinfall. Uh, yeah, no, as of recently, I think his his biggest spotlight was during the the the, the drag match. Uh, but since then, I I kind of haven't given him a lot of spotlight. He did get kind of eclipsed by some later Pokemon after evolving. No, I intend on bringing him out. I miss him. <laughs> uh, yeah, how about we throw this back at you, Tanner? Who is a Pokemon on each of our teams that you want us to that you think uh, you you see some potential in that you wanna you want to see some more of? Uh, hang on, I have to check the team list because there's so many that <laughs> even I forget about them sometimes. <laughs> on Julian's team, you know you're pretty good with using people evenly. I think I agree with you that Daisy would be one that doesn't see a lot of time. Jade also hasn't seen much. Jade stole a Larvitar. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess Larvitar takes a while to evolve to begin with. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's evolvable now. Oh, what if you're going to have to change her name when she evolves because she won't be green anymore. Well, she will be silver for a little bit, but then green again. As soon as she evolves into Peeper Door, you're just going to power level her so that she can get back to being green. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the rare candy factory uh, <laughs> and just like your your kid eat up. <laughs> You're gonna need a golden ticket for that. <laughs> Oompa Loompa Doompa D Doobatar. You're trying too hard to get a Tyranitar. <laughs> Oompa Loompa Doompa D Chirasu. Now we'll field you to a giant Pachirisu. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. I can't improvise a whole song. Gabriel, on your team, uh, I want more buggy. Yes, yes. He's a little old man baby <laughs> pants. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, no, uh, now I feel bad. I, I was thinking about the whole list and I, I, I overshadowed him. No, I... 
there, it, it, yeah, no, it's getting to the point there's too many Pokemon to manage, and it's like, oh, no, I need to share the love, and I will. I intend on doing so. Well, and legally, you still need to get two more. Uh... <laughs> Just to keep everyone even. <laughs> at, a, at a nice round 14, which comes to 42 Pokemon altogether to keep track of. Oh, so, so, so parting the, the kimono a little bit, uh, next campaign, which I don't know which one of us is going to be running it, but from the likes of it, it's probably going to be me, right? Yeah. You have uh, the best laid out plan. An, an official, unofficial vote that it's going to be you, and then I already have at least two more campaigns that I could do if Lindsay and Duncan don't have ideas when we get to that point in roughly five years. <laughs> oh boy, the clock is ticking. Oh, don't worry, you got lots of time. Plenty of time. Start now! <laughs> uh, no, uh, there's going to be a, a, a restriction on how many Pokemon we can have. Uh, yeah. Campaign. I, I'm, you, you're going to have your two. You're going to have your two there. Like, you, these are your boys. They're with you all the time. But you got at least four slots that you can, like, mix and match. Oh, no, yeah, I've already elaborated my character idea, and I'm looking forward to it. And, yeah, I, I've only, so far, only got the one Pokemon that I ideally going to be centering around. But, yeah, no, I, I like the idea of all the other ones just kind of being a ragtag. Mm-hmm. Hell, it could be amongst all of you, because, like, it's going to be Shadow Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> they have guns. They have guns. And butt rock. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, you're also pretty good at using your team fairly evenly. Because uh, I know you keep track of, like, you try and keep everyone at around the same levels. I think, th- off the top of my head, the people that you don't use as often would probably be Tex. And maybe Klondike, but I'm also pretty sure you use Klondike fairly recently as well. Yeah, Klondike is a bit more situational, given that we're yeah. pretty inland right now. She's our special girl. I was going to guess Bonnie, maybe? Or a little horsey? Yeah. Yeah, well, soon she'll be a bit more dragonish. Yeah. I like to think Cedras are actually just the same size as horsies. (laughs) (laughs) And Ryan has this picture in his head that horsies are very small. I'm talking like they could fit in the palm of your hand, like head up here, a little little round tail down there. Like you can fit the body in your hand. You just hold it like a gun. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that Bonnie could join <laughs> Calamity in the artillery section. You will wield it. Pokes akimbo. <laughs> no, I'm like, damn, maybe I should keep Calamity just a gibble. Ugh. <laughs> uh. But I also like the idea of Landshark Dragon. <laughs> uh, my next campaign character will be a person that has a C dot duct tape to each hand and the C dot's only no bullet seed. <laughs> <laughs> I like this.
right. Here's another question for y'alls. Which NPC or NPCs, plural, have you enjoyed the most? Compliment me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, this low-key, I really enjoy this one, is the one of the first people that we ever interacted with. I, I, in a very funny, humorous way, I really like Melvin. I, <laughs> I didn't expect him to come back after the first time we met him, and then he just kept on coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I, Melvin I just, is actually I like the big bad. I just like to see his character arc, and I, I hope it comes to a good ending. I hope his character arc comes to a good end. <laughs> I won't lie, I was thinking of using Melvin as, like, a punching bag. It's just like, we just beat up on this kid all the time. But I've kind of turned around on him, especially now that he's kind of taken on this role of, like, oh, you're actually, like, one of us. You're just <laughs> kind of, you're, you may be the Joker, but I want to see more of Melvin. I want to see this guy succeed. Like, I've suggested ideas to you, like, how we could help him in any way. All of which I have thrown out, no! Melvin <laughs> suffers. <laughs> no! We love Melvin! <laughs> He's too pathetic to hate. Yeah. What, what, what are they called? The Wooby? The Wooby. <sighs> I also really enjoyed Kuka Kool. Kool was actually one of the first gym leaders I thought of. Nice. I really like Cassandra. <laughs> Ryan's making an ooh face. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> Bella doesn't have time to flirt. She just got stabbed. <laughs> um. Also, uh, the detective Damien Darkrai character is pretty fun, even though he's like, "What the fuck are you kids doing?" <laughs> uh, yeah. Da oh wait. Oh gosh. Okay, first off, Damien Darkrai was not a DC Comics reference, so drop that down. That's just convenient. <laughs> I, I think I pointed that out the first time. I was like, is that, is that Damien Dark reference? <laughs> Actually, it does going back to a previous question you asked, that was a big turn uh, that I did not see coming yeah. was Damien and Darkrai being... The same person. I legitimately yeah. did not because I thought, oh, he just has a dark cry. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's what I was trying to set up because that's not, it's not even that crazy a thing because there's a dude who just casually has a dark cry in the anime, and we all hate him. I uh, yes, yes, we hate <laughs> we hate Tobias in this house. All my homies hate Tobias. In <laughs> Ladios. After that, that sounds very Tobias of you. <laughs> you know what? Also, the uh, ghost kids at uh, Dark Rise Place. Really? Because the, so, <laughs> that's funny because Damien, uh, this is an, a concept for a character I've had since like middle school. 
and the ghost kids I just pulled out of thin air. <laughs> well, you did very well with them. It's like, uh, hmm, what, what can I use to spice up this haunted house? How about the spirits of dead children? <laughs> uh, but going back to the question at hand, uh, I love the gym leaders you've come up with. Mm-hmm. Like, all of them have such amazing personality, each each one. Like, I I love Indy's, like, uh, Selassion charm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Peggy uh, just being, like, like, having it in Cinderella, that was a cool, that was really cool. Uh, and the Queens, the highlight, yes. personally, uh, was getting to battle the Queens, and they all, each one had this, like, amazing personality, each one, uh, and, like, like I, I think we can all agree that's probably our favorite uh, gym battle so far. That was my favorite, yeah. too, just because... Yeah the fighting was actually really fun. Like, sometimes it does start to get to be a slog, but we kept up some really good momentum with that whole battle, and I'm really glad that we all pulled it off. Uh, and I know Mikey definitely has been uh, giving you some props uh, when he was on Payday. Uh, just about uh, all your characters so far have been just very well-rounded, uh, and just how you're kind of advancing the region itself. But yeah, good, good stuff. Thank you. We're only halfway through, so we got plenty of characters to meet, hopefully. Yeah. I well, I mean, I I'm hoping actually, I'm hoping there aren't as many more characters to meet. Like obviously you're gonna meet meet some new ones and you're gonna be meeting old favorites from Sinnoh. But the first hack act were not first act, we're on like what, five now? (laughs) (laughs) But the first chunk was kind of front-loaded with characters so that they're established as things go on. So hopefully we don't have to introduce that many new characters because we're able to uh, keep going with the ones I've got right now. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mikey, in the distance for saying that. Because that is one of the things I was trying to do. Like the reason some of the some of the gym leaders are where they were like Gardenia is still in Eterna, but like we have some new people in other places. Barry built a gym in the city that I, the town I always forget the name of. Twinleaf. Thank you. Um, you're going to see, well, you saw that some gym leaders have made it to the Elite Four. You're going to see some gym leaders that took their gyms to other cities going forward for okay. reasons yet to be revealed. Yes. Ooh. I have theories. And yeah, I was just, I was kind of just looking at, looking at how Janine took over the Fuchsia City Gym in Gen 2 because Kogo went to the Elite Four and just imagining that on a much grander scale. Cool. Also, Ryan, you, or y'all, y'all know that Peggy is a pun, right? Yes, Peggy. Yes, yeah, so you explain the pun to us. <laughs> Peggy, six. Exactly. I, I'm ashamed of myself. I never caught on. <laughs> of all people, I, I didn't even catch it. Because you're not a true gamer. <sighs> How could you oh, say Sonic himself? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sega. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, one of the biggest challenges I had in playing this character is I happen to be the one character who's local to this region, yet I've rarely played this gen. 
So I can't just go off the top of my tongue and it's like, oh, I know this place. I have to pretend like, oh, hey, yeah, all these trips I went on with my family, we, we, we never really you know, ventured into the cities. All the, all the rescues have been out of cities. So I just kind of vaguely know pathways and stuff. But the cities themselves, I barely get to enjoy. <laughs> That's what I kind of played <laughs> off as. Gabe's the kind of guy who never left his hometown, really. Like, yeah, you've been on vacations, in a sense, and little trips. You never really left San Diego. <laughs> no, not really. Like, it, it's, it's, I probably went on a couple excursions with my family around the time they actually thought I was responsible enough to join them. So, yeah, I, I played it off like that. It's like, I've been in San Gem, like, almost all my life. <laughs> you can take the boy out of the San Gem, but you can't take the San Gem out of the boy. <laughs> okay, since I just got y'all to praise my characters, I should take a moment to praise your characters. <laughs> Lindsay! You know that you're not always the best at acting, but you bring so much good, pure, and realistic emotion to Belle no matter what she's doing, whether she's about to fly off the handle beat the shit out of someone, or when you're having a really emotional reunion with Cassidy. And it's Thanks. just, it's really good and cute, and I love seeing her open up and also be able to throw down when she needs to. And I, I don't know a lot about your other OCs, but Belle is my favorite. Aww. Duncan! Gabriel's a good sweet boy, and it's not really a surprise that when we first started, he was a little bit of a blank slate, because he was just here to have a good time. Um, but he has just seeing you solidify what his character is and what his lines are and what happens when people cross them and just his goals and his passion for his Pokemon has been really nice. And I've also liked collaborating with you behind the scenes on some stuff that is happening with the character and, uh, stay tuned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh. And Ryan, my boy, my brother, I reblog if... You make me cry every time, and you do. <laughs> <laughs> I already, I already mentioned how you won, and and Emmy, you won the whole egot with your acting. But also, also, I like how Julian is just enough of a doofus that I can treat him like a bit of a punching bag myself, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all in good fun. You help me understand. Uh, Ryan and Lindsay, you both help me understand how siblings work. <laughs> it took me a while to catch on. <laughs> That's why I gave him a family. <laughs> like I need, I need to test you, my friend. So this will make you a better writer and a better. I've never had siblings. I've only had dogs. Listen, dogs are family still. You know that. I know that. Yeah, but I never called my dog sister bro. I said, "Come here, you incompetent gremlin. I love you." <laughs> Which, now that I think about it, is exactly the kind of thing I would say to a sibling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy to be with you guys. Aww. Aww. And how about how about we throw this back at back at them? How about how about we, we hit them? No, this what you just did. Know. This is me throwing it back at oh, you, no, you no, fools. No, 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 no. We got to we got to <laughs> no, tell no, them no, about no. about how how amazing of a DM they are. Mm, in yes, building such a living world. And you you said this is your first rodeo, more or less, right? Like, you've never DM'd something like this. Yeah, the three sessions of Scion don't count. <laughs> oh, shit, we did play Scion for, like, what, five seconds? No, it was, like, three we sessions. We don't talk about Scion. 
It was really bad. Like, two of those sessions were just fighting frogs. <laughs> those frogs deserve to get fine. Uh, but, uh, Tanner, you've been an excellent DM. And I don't, I, I know you, you go through some imposter syndrome sometimes, but I'm here to tell you, 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 don't you, don't you hide behind that water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> As I point at you. Don't make me spit take. <laughs> you got the mid <laughs> mid drink. Mid joke. <laughs> you are an excellent DM. You are probably the best DM I have ever had so far. You know, I think mm-hmm. I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> But you've crafted such a a wonderful living world that is hard. It is hard to do for a lot of people, especially in an audio medium that we kind of just slapped this together uh, real, real last minute <laughs> that I'm having the time of my life playing this game with you guys. And that is partially thanks to you. So thank you, Tanner. Uh, you were you're able to take like a an a already a pre-constructed universe and a region. Ryan Lindsay might be able to familiarize themselves with the region, but like I said before, I never played this gen game all that much. But you were able to describe it in a way where I was able to to imagine it. Yeah, but with with no reference to what you're explaining. It's like, yes, this sounds like a Pokemon region to me. <laughs> yeah. Um I have had so much fun with this. And just expanding the world so much. <laughs> oh, don't start crying. You're gonna make me cry. I'm not crying. I'm not crying. I'm just real happy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it weird to say that sometimes I go to bed thinking about the game and like, man, I can't wait to do this and this and this and this and enter these kind of scenarios. And I, I just want to like, I'm, I'm, I'm always excited to play the game. Every mm-hmm. time we set like a date that I, I don't care if someone dies, I'm playing Pokemon on that day. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Uh. Thank thank (laughs) y'all. some on the Pokecasters Network Discord, though, from Professor Tanamon Collins. Right. What was the inspiration behind each of your characters? I know, given with mine, I all my tabletop experience came from playing Dungeons and Dragons for, like, since I was a teenager. So, I, I kind of wanted to take the aspect of a paladin and put him in 
into Pokemon. And and that the closest thing I thought of was like, I'll I'll just be a Pokemon Ranger. It's, it, I'll I, I'm not necessarily seeking seeking justice for law, and I'm not like strictly I'm not I'm not following the strict codes of a paladin like you would in, in Dungeons and Dragons. But I felt like I'd be that knight there to help protect people, and that was kind of how I formed the character at first, and then I just built around that. And also, I felt like also my friends know me as cracking but dad jokes all the time. So I, I, I thought, it's like, wait, wait, how, I, I gotta create a pun system for my the name, how I'm gonna name Pokemon. And I thought, oh, I'm just gonna make him a wrestling fanatic, and just give all my Pokemon wrestling names. <laughs> Let's see, how did I develop Bell? I was going through the um, trainer classes. And I was first looking at Ninja for a bit. Then I saw like the Grunt, or not the Grunt, the <clears throat> the Rogue stuff, and it kind of just organically came from there. And I will admit, I did. Um, actually, yeah. So we uh, a bunch of us do listen to uh, uh, Pokemon. Uh, to another Pokemon podcast. Um, Pokemon World Tour United. Yeah. Yeah, that one. And uh, Jana Maynard's character is a rocket herself. And a little bit of inspiration from Sierra, but I'm like, how about a reformed one who didn't want to be one after a while? And yeah. Yeah. You, I had. It makes sense that you were inspired by Shannon Maynard because just on a base level, you and Shannon, the real people, are very similar. <laughs> um, it is amusing that, aside from that, the other two, like Ryan and Duncan, you hadn't listened to it at all before we started. So, and you still kind of fell into a Rose and Cobalt <laughs> situation as well. <laughs> I, so this is something I've noticed since... Uh, I, I listen to a lot of Critical Ditto, uh, and man, the three the the trio dynamic is the same across the board because <laughs> I can pick out who in our group is in that group because Kenny <laughs> Kenny uh, Mullet is our very own Gabe, Brandy is me, Julian, and Theo is uh, Bell. Like it is. <laughs> Super easy to pick out. It's the same thing. You know, Freud was right. In <laughs> ego, super ego. They're oh, always I, there. I was going to call them sassy, edgy, and doofus. This <laughs> is very true. Yeah. So, so I've actually talked about this before that Julian's been a character I have. Well, more or less, he was a concept I had thought of a long time ago when I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make myself a well, make myself a fucking Pokemon region," and woo! And I made some gym leaders, and Julian was one of them. He was the seventh gym leader, the dark type gym leader, uh, supposed to be the first one, but Pierce came in, came in, <laughs> finally listened to my idea. I think the Pokemon <laughs> company was a little inspired. They're like, "Oh man, a musician, he's a dark type leader." That's a that's a cool idea. Associated with music too. 
Exactly. Uh, I wouldn't say I really base Julian off of anything, like a character-wise, or even like like I knew he was a musician, uh, so I took the musician class. But outside of that, I wasn't really inspired by anyone else. I like I won't lie, Julian is a bit of a reflection of myself, just kind of turned up to eleven. And if I was living in the punk rock world. <laughs> So, in a, in a sense, Julian is me. <laughs> We're all a little bit of our characters. And there's a little bit of me in every single character I have made. I should buy some shutter shades. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another NPC that we really like. A collection of NPCs that we really enjoy interacting with. <laughs> uh, cool blank sellers. Uh, bull. The but cool plan. I, I literally cannot wait for when we meet more cool people because they think, are the coolest. I think you only have two or three. Le- oh no, you have more than that. Let me ch- actually no. Let me check. Let me check my list because I, I the, part way through I had to make a list to make sure I didn't accidentally leave some out. <laughs> Listen, we, need, we need to meet cool car dealership guy. He's gonna send you some cars. <laughs> Uh, we, oh my god, Tanner, Tanner, we need to go to Cool World. Absolutely not. How <laughs> dare you speak guy, those words? He runs Cool World. Do, how dare you speak those words on my Christian podcast? <laughs> there could be Cool Religion guy. No, because that's how we got Mormonism. <laughs> Okay, so you you met rocks, carts, rods, games, plants, and wind. <laughs> so yeah, you only have three left. Okay. Oh, only three? Oh man, I gotta, gotta find them. I gotta find them. Gotta of the cool gang. The cool gang. Eh? Eh? The cool gang? Eh? Eh? <laughs> eh? 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 <laughs> Celebration? <sighs> Listeners, you're allowed to hit Tanner if you ever meet him. Pool noodles. Pool noodle. <laughs> Can't believe you guys don't like the song Celebration by Cool and the Gang, made famous by the movie Muppets in Space. I can't remember. I can't remember that song. Good times come. come on. Oh, oh my God! Yeah. Okay. All right.
Another question from Professor Tanamon Collins is, what have each of you taken away from the show that has made you guys a better person or mel well, more well-rounded? Uh, I haven't oh. learned a single thing. Oh, I'm insanely bigoted now. Uh, I hate everything and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, that's a lie. That was a joke. Bad joke, lie. Low joke, lie. Uh, we can't joke about bigotry speedrunning because that's what JK is doing in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I found that you can always find new Pokemon to enjoy. I wasn't much of a bug type fan uh, before this session, and just how we just came across certain Pokemon, my first instinct was, okay, that's a cool Pokemon, I'm going to catch it. And I, I've just started amassing an army of bug types, and I've grown to uh, love all of them. <laughs> and now I, I catch myself, like, I'm playing my newest version, I'm playing Sword, and I literally catch these Pokemon, like, yes, you're going to be a mainstay. <laughs> uh, same boat, actually, of... Uh... I've never used stuff like a Sableye or a Chadot or even really an Absol or any any Pokemon like that. And playing this game has given me a whole new appreciation of certain Pokemon. It's like if I ever encounter you, you you are you are forever. You are forever Pokemon now. <laughs> uh as a person though, uh uh when we started, uh Tanner had different pronouns, but now Tanner uh, has their proper pronouns. Uh, so getting used to that and then also encountering characters who go by non-binary pronouns like they, them, or I'm, I'm sure there's a plethora of others that I have no yeah, idea. I haven't introduced any NPCs that use neo-pronouns yet. I should probably do that. Uh, pro pronoun stuff, even coming from me, your local them, it is still something that I too am getting used to. But I feel like, weirdly enough, it helped me adjust to your pronouns, is having me meeting characters who go by these different pronouns, because I won't lie, I don't know many people, I haven't come across many people who go by uh, other pronouns, but like, as the years have gone by that we played this game, I've started meeting more people who go by they, them, or Caesar, or whatever. And it's helped me kind of more under more understand it. And uh, really, actually, like, you can say you respect something, but it's better to, you know, you know, show that respect. And by, you know, God, I can't, speak but I, I think we're picking up what you're putting down uh i i just like understand it more and I'm just you know it's in my it's in my head now like hey <laughs> fuck the binary that shit is made up and i now understand it better yeah what ryan said <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think for me, from a writing perspective, it's kind of made me realize how easy it is to go beyond just your, um, now how do I word this? Go beyond just a standard representation of 
only over having straight characters, only ever having white or pale characters, and only ever having cis characters, because even as a queer person myself, being raised in a heteronormative society, you kind of fall into the holes of, oh, well, you gotta have this, that, and the other thing, the straight, the white, the etc. And just going through this, uh, even in planning, just realizing how easy it was to say, well, no, obviously this character can be black, this character can be the Pokemon's Korean equivalent. And also even just saying stuff like that, like, you get into some fantasy tropes, and it's like, oh, this is a mysterious, exotic character from an eastern region, and they have mysterious eyes. And I'm just like, no, this character is from the Korean equivalent. We don't know what it's called yet, but it exists, it's out there, and that's where she comes from. It's Kim. She's great. She may or may not be dating Julian's sister. We haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> Have we? I mean, I mean, I saw things. I was like, I, I see it. I see it. <laughs> Welcome uh. to the family. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, as soon, soon as the ring's on the finger, you gotta watch out for birds. <laughs> they, they, they come for you as soon as they see. They're like, it's over. Just that That's another thing. In their eyes and fucking birds. I've <laughs> I've hated bird Pokemon now. <laughs> Except for Chatots. Except for Chatots, they're they're truly saints. <laughs> Julie needs to fight another Chatot and just see what happens. <laughs> this is just a melody thing. As as Tanner notes the stick down. <laughs> Is is just two yakbacks next to each other. <laughs> oh no! It's that video. It's like, hi, my name is Talking Carl, and I repeat everything I say. Hi, my name is Talking Carl, and I repeat everything I say. Hi, my name is Talking Carl, and I repeat everything I say. <laughs> Audible groan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking in uh, pitch that only dogs can hear. <laughs> oh good i found the video oh no no I'll, I'll send it to you later you can post it on the show twitter i will has anyone else learned important life lessons from the show or have we managed to cover it between the two of us <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i'm still working on me so yeah <laughs> we are all works in progress well, I'll tell that to Lindsay Emotional Glacier Mitchell. <laughs> I think I think this game has taught your cruel cold heart how to feel sometimes. <laughs> and I am attempting to become a cold goddess. <laughs> <laughs> then we take a blow dryer to it. It's like, hey, you, there's something here. Stopping such an ice queen, Lindsay. <laughs> You're fine, Lindsay. You're still a delight. Alright, I think that brings us to my final question, the last question of the episode. How do you think the story will end? 
Julian will die. I was gonna say, I hope with everyone alive. <laughs> this is Pokemon. Nobody dies. You got stabbed. But I live. Are we really sure about that now? <laughs> Cassandra's backstory is that she died a whole bunch. <laughs> we met dead kids. They died of fire. Star may or may not have <sighs> killed your dad. Okay, okay. <sighs> Okay, people do die. Just... I still don't know the answer to that, actually. I imagine it's going to go in every Pokemon game style where we distort something that humans were not meant to distort. <laughs> Listen, uh, this game is a lot more like the Pokemon manga than it is the anime. So yeah. we, we can have some darker themes. Um, Take a wrong turn and end up in the Wibbly dimension. <laughs> Hey, weren't the manga protagonists turned into statues that one time? No, that was Ash. That was Ash catching himself. Uh, no, it happened in the manga. Though. That might have happened, though. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what chapter. Uh, whatever. I'll figure that out later. Uh, Straight up. Yeah, actually. Note, if anyone has not read the Pokemon manga, do it. There is so much crazy stuff that happens in the Pokemon manga I was not aware of. And then I heard I watched a YouTuber talk about it. It's like, wait, what? Wait, what? There there's a Arbok that got cut in half by a Charmeleon. He got better though. <laughs> the Elite Four uh, are bad people. Yeah. <laughs> well then Lance got fine. I don't know. It it can be weird sometimes. Uh, Blair is badass. Blair's fucking badass though. Uh, I th- obviously I I hope that th- that we succeed. Uh, I hope that we fix time and find Dialga. Hopefully he uh, they are in one piece. Uh, and then we find the one piece with Luffy and go to the next campaign, which is one piece. <laughs> yeah. You joke, but one of my campaign ideas is literally Pokemon pirates on the high seas adventure. That sounds actually Yeah. I just have to figure out how to balance it because in, you encounter a lot of water types and some of you might just be like, I'll have a party entirely of electric types. <laughs> actually, yeah, I have a party of rocks. Story, he's an electrician. <laughs> he fixes the boat. Yeah, the boat's got a motor. Uh yeah, I hope that we succeed and everyone mm-hmm. makes it out okay. Great. Uh I wouldn't be surprised knowing that Tanner is uh willing to kill a bitch. They might go for the throat sometimes. Go for the throat chop. <laughs> right in there. Can't can't speak. Uh I know we got plenty of Pokemon that are going to evolve soon-ish, mm-hmm. uh, but hey, hey, there's 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 stuff that could happen. Uh, I know certain people got to catch a couple more Pokemon. Me, <laughs> I haven't even you even decided what my last one's going to be. I think, well, I think we, we shouldn't use words like "decide," Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surprise. Roughly sixty anyway. percent of everyone's team has been planned. <laughs> Damn it! There were a couple that were pure impulse. <laughs> I yeah. want this. Oh, yes. really? 
Hey Tanner, I want this Litwick. It is cute. <laughs> hey Tanner, I want a, I want a Froki. Okay, give me, give me half an hour so I can stat them out. Hey Tanner, I rolled a sixteen and I caught the Pharisee. <laughs> oh, that's the funniest one. That's the funniest one because of your reaction. <laughs> one big twist was Bell catching the seal. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that was the funniest shit in the universe. Yeah, the fact that you're like, on a whim, I'm gonna catch it. And you crit, and I'm like, okay, you know what? Crit manages to retcon time and space. It's now shiny. <laughs> but the funny, the lead up and everything. Yeah. Of just poor text as a Badu, and just uh, this is some great visual comedy through an audio medium of just describing how like text like falls over sometimes and just <laughs> this just going wide, just like a spinning top and stuff. Oh my god! And just this feel like feel. Fail. Fail. <laughs> and then every every time we just mention how like she's got like a screw loose or something, just <laughs> it's not all there. You really knocked her on the noggin. <laughs> oh, I can't stop laughing. That took so long. <laughs> That was like 15 minutes of just yeah. trying to catch a seal. Yeah. That was hilarious. So, I guess that's the ending. Do we, or do we actually speak the ending, or are you just going to post the usual ending fair at the end of this? Uh, hey, 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 people. If you like what you're listening to, you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes or anywhere that you get your Apple, uh, your, not your Apple stuff, uh, your, your, any sort of, anywhere, any podcast merchants, uh, <laughs> anyone who sells you podcasts, uh, Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium, uh, is a nonprofit fan based parody and we, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it is, uh, owned by several wealthier people, uh, who, uh, we, uh, we, we you know, we do some parody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. Thank you for giving Somebody us this Pokemon medium company. where we can play characters who capture mo- little pocket monsters and play with them. Also, technically, every character that we've created ourselves is our own property, so Nintendo, you cannot have those for free. No. Original character, do not steal. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you're willing to pay me, uh, I will. That's what I just you said. Know, be, can't have them for free. You can, ha- you can have them for, you can license them. You know, if you if you want to pay me like a like a real good sum or like royalties, yeah, we we can work You can call my people. <laughs> um, before we close out this episode, would you like me to give you a hint on how the story will actually end in the form of a single actor? Oh no! I, you know I, what? You I am intrigued. And yeah. yeah. Scott and Mikey and every and everyone who listens to will lose their shit probably trying to figure this out. So hit it. Steve Gutenberg.
Adventures in the Millennium is a super fun network podcast. To stay updated on other SFN shows, follow us on Twitter at RealSFN and follow the Pokemon Twitter at PKMN underscore Millennium. You can follow Tanner at SparkyUpstart, Lindsay at LindsayM476, Ryan at VagabondHaunted, and Duncan at CloudHeadDuncan. Fourteen hundred years ago, my ancestors, along with everybody else on the Shiloh Peninsula, fled a horrible calamity. Three hundred years ago, my ancestors were instrumental in the founding of the city-state of Laroa. Today, I carry on the Cagliari lineage and preside over the Cagliari estate, and by extension, the city-state itself. Meryl, 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 Meryl! What? What? Meryl! Are you in- How dare you interrupt my monologue? Uh, what is the meaning of this? Oh. Oh my gosh, Meryl, come back quick. Oh gosh, we gotta get you back to Henry. Meryl! Who are you and what are you doing here? This is private property. I'm sorry, I'm Professor Laurel. Uh, I'm a Pokemon researcher uh, from the Coret region. Uh, I gotta get this little one back to her trainer. I know he ran out of berries, Meryl, but we can find more. But you are on the esteemed manor of the Cagliari clan in the city-state of Laroa. Where the Meryl! hell is this region? Meryl! Blah, blah, blah! Uh, I must get back to my monologue. Get out of my sight. I think we should probably just let them fight it out. In the meantime, welcome to the Two's Company Podcast. I'm Patrick. And I'm Jonah. And each week, we change off between two one-on-one RPG games. I run a Pokemon campaign called Henry's Story where we follow a young trainer as they journey around the Coret region and discover brand new Pokemon and give a lot of berries to a particularly sassy Meryl. Meanwhile, I run a mystery thriller campaign in which Jonah plays Christopher Earth, an accountant who moonlights as an assassin who takes on the client of his life. If you're interested in our podcast, we're hosted on Anchor, so feel free to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, and more platforms. See you then. Bye. See ya.